0: Calm down for box. x minus five, four, three, two. X-1, fire. I don't wanna grow up, don't wanna grow up. I don't wanna grow up, don't wanna
1: grow up. Welcome to the Toys R Us report with your host. He's a streetwise Hercules here to fight the rising odds. I see robots.
0: Greetings Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again. I see robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrifice a little bit to make your life a lot better each and every week. And this week it is going to get a whole lot better. We are looking at episode number 15. It's going to be a toy quinceanera up in here can you believe it we have been doing this for 15 long weeks that's almost like three years straight and for the first time ever we are going to be introducing a new segment it is called the retro toy marketplace and it's going to be basically a little forum for me to go online and see what it is going to cost for you to get a toy back from the days of your youth that should be a fun and interesting segment. Because you have to think, beyond the history of the toy, it's cool to know all that cool stuff. It's fun to know who made it. It's fun to know where it came from and when it came around. But you do have to realistically think, what's it going to cost for me to get this back into my into my collection? What is it going to cost me to get this bad boy onto my shelf at home? So, we're going to take a little look at that. We're going to go and hit the realistic side. The seedy underbelly. You know... I guess eBay is not the seedy underbelly of the toy market. That would probably be like, I don't know, the flea market, do you think? Probably the flea market, or maybe even worse, like Craigslist, or one of those deals where you call somebody up or you meet them on Facebook and they ask you to go over to their storage unit to pick up the item. I've never done that, but I do hear of people doing that. It seems a little weird. I don't really, I don't know. I lack... I lack the social skills to really meet dudes like one-on-one and do these meet-and-greet, let's bargain. I love to bargain. I will bargain with anybody in the proper setting. I still feel a little weird meeting people in out-of-the-way locales. Like, I don't want to meet up in a Walmart parking lot. I don't want to meet up, like I said, at your storage unit or anywhere, really. I would prefer to do it in the proper setting, being a... Comic book show or a toy show, or for example, like I said, the seedy underbelly of the toy world, the flea market. I've been sitting on this story for a minute. It's story time, I guess. It's the part of the show before we get into anything interesting where I tell you some kind of goofy story from my life at large. So, anyway, I have been sitting on this story for a little bit. My family and me were over at the local shopping mall doing some Christmas shopping. They were doing shopping. I think they were doing like, shopping for themselves, you know, lady clothes and scarves and umbrellas and that sort of thing in a, like, feminine nature. So I was, I was drifting around. And the mall is boring to me, but there are a few stores that are decent. There's, uh, like I said, a few weeks ago, they opened up a Toys R Us Express, so that's okay. There isn't a lot of cool stuff there, but it is, it's enough to look at for a few minutes and have a good time. The Disney store has started to get some good things. I've been seeing this over time. At first, they got a few Minimate sets that I thought were neat. I think it was a Peter Pan one and another exclusive one at some point. Then they started carrying the Marvel Select figures, which was really neat, and I was down with that. But with the acquisition of Star Wars, the whole store is actually becoming fairly decent. I don't buy a lot there. I don't buy anything there, but I do... I can look around while my family's doing other things. Anywho, I was over there, and they were doing a store appearance of Spider-Man. I haven't seen one of these in years, so I thought it was really cool. He was there, you know, Spidey was there taking pictures with the kids and doing things of that sort. And I sort of floated around the store looking at different this and that. I mean, I checked out these really cool Darth Vader raincoats they had, and I saw, like, this really neat little Chewbacca jacket that was all fuzzy. I wish I still had a little kid. I would totally have them decked out in all sorts of this kind of gear. I don't, though. She's a teenager. We've talked about that before, so she would not... She might wear a Darth Vader raincoat in an ironic sense, but she wouldn't be getting the real Star Wars feel from it. Anyway, what I was doing was I was kind of floating around and keeping an eye on good old Spidey. I didn't want to get too close and seem like a weirdo but I did want to see what was up and let me tell you what I saw what was up that really upset me I was totally bummed out he had a line and as he got to the last kid, maybe he was past the time he was supposed to be there, I don't know when he got to the last kid as soon as that kid was done he reached up and pulled off his hood can you believe it? He pulled off his hood in the store Dude couldn't wait to get to the back and get out of his costume. No, he did it right there. He could have ruined it for some kid. He could have ruined Christmas. If the last kid would have turned around to get, like, one more look at Spidey, he would have seen him sitting behind the table with his mask off. And once he got his mask off, he didn't jet out of the store. He walked around for a little bit. If I was a parent with a kid there... I would have had to say something, and I'm not really the say-something type, but I gotta give you this, Spider-Man. If you are listening to this, Spider-Man from the Santa Rosa Plaza Mall, you get ten thumbs down. You straight up get the Bozak. I'm Eric Sermon, giving it to you right now. You get the bowie Oe ozak Spider-Man. Really, you think that this is just as bad as I do, right? You... There's this age where a kid thinks that things are real, and what if you blew it for him, Spider-Man? You can't wait a few more minutes to walk into the back of the store and take off your mask, a true superhero would. If you can't do that, you're in the wrong job, buddy. Go do something else. Cause get you bow, get the bow jack. to the, the, the Zack ISR jack. out. Get the
1: bow Zach. Oh, 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 yo, yo,
0: yo. I don't play. Unless you mean with toys.
1: You are listening to the Toys R Us Report, the greatest podcast in the world. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? If you take away nothing else from my class, let it be this. If you don't have the magic, don't bother. On December 25th... You have to go. Because I've seen you in your other life? In this world... I've seen you be half a million dollars off. Once you're in, you're going to have two and a half million. If you get out. someone rigged the game, you wouldn't have to know who did that. I look like a magician. I will kill your entire bloodline. Take time. What are you doing? you got to meet me. I came to play. The Gambler. Rated R.
0: When I found out that the dude who wrote The Departed, William Monahan, was going to team up with Marky e. Wahlberg again, I'm thinking that's going to be pretty cool. But when I went to see The Gambler, I, it... It turned out to not be that cool. It's not a bad movie. There are a lot of good performances. It's just, it's not what I thought it would be. I was thinking it would be a little bit more, maybe action oriented, not necessarily an action film, but a little more, with a little more action than it had, especially considering Mark Wahlberg isn't, while a good actor, I would have to say he is kind of an action-y actor. That's not a bad thing. It's he's a good actor, I believe. Anyhow. Anyhow, the movie didn't deliver what I thought it would deliver, and I'm usually okay with that if it delivers something else that I think is great. Sadly though, it wasn't that great. I also found out later that this movie is a remake of a movie. A movie starring uh the great Jimmy Khan. I'm gonna have to check that one out, because I the main thing that I did think was wrong with the movie was Marky Wahlberg, and I like Marky Wahlberg, I'll be honest with you, I think I see just about every movie that he's in, the dude has a certain, certain charisma that makes him easily watchable, and in the movie, he, he puts on a pretty good performance, he's just poorly, he's poorly casted, do you know how you'll hear people talk about that Bond movie that has Denise Richards in it as a nuclear physicist? Not to that extreme, but it's almost the same thing having Marky Wahlberg playing a super depressed English professor. He does his best, and he does not do bad, but the movie would have been better with somebody else in the role. I'm not a casting agent. I don't know. I can't can't even think of anyone who would be better, but Marky wasn't the right dude. The basic idea for the story is that he has this gambling addiction, this super masochistic gambling addiction he doesn't seem to win even though he has won in the past but he gets himself deeper and deeper into holes in this very destructive pattern at one point he says that he needs to start over he needs to get back to zero and he needs to lose everything and that's sort of the tip that he's going on and he keeps incurring different debts with different gambling uh, hosts around the country a korean fella a black fella played by omar from the wire and then finally Maybe a Polish gangster played by the great John Goodman. He's one of the better things in the movie. John Goodman really does a super bang-up job, as always. And uh, so does the dude who played Omar on The Wire. He was really good in this. I thought he really nailed it on the head, playing a more, not that Omar on the Wire wasn't a cerebral character, but a more cerebral, even, version of that dude. And essentially, Marky gets himself in trouble with all the major race gangs around the world of popular fiction. He gets the Asian gang, the white gang, and then finally the black gang are all, they're all out to get him. So what does he do? He does some things and works on it, and that's really the basic plot. It's not the kind of movie you haven't seen before, nothing overly original, I can't recommend it. This is you might see it on cable and that's cool, maybe out of the red box or something, but I just I don't see this as the kind of movie that you want to go spend your hard-earned theater money on. Going to the theater is a pricey endeavor, so don't don't waste it on this. Go see go see Unbroken. I think that's kind of what I wish I had seen instead, but I read the book for that and it's some real grim subject matter and I wasn't sure I'd be able to sit through it in live on the screen i can't tell you what to see it's um hold on i'm gonna go look at the listings and i'll come back and i will recommend something that maybe you'd like a little better hold on one second and two hmm i'm looking at these listings right here there isn't a lot out that i haven't seen that might have been better i think i could have been backed into a corner with this decision i would have liked to have seen the interview but it did not open here i could have got it vod style i just i wanted to get out and go to the movies let's see unbroken maybe see that that might have been all right we already talked about it though um night at the museum maybe if you know isr jr wanted to go we might have ended up there but she was over at a friend's house Mm, not really so much of a hobbit guy i think i've seen them all i think i've seen everything i might be caught up right now maybe fox catcher over at the hippie theater i've heard that's a little slow i like wrestling and i do know the story but i hear that's a little slow Basically, you guys are on your own for a movie pick this week. I really can't tell you to go out and see Gambler. Just uh, use your better judgment. ISR out. Hi, friends. Vic Sage here from the Retroist and the Saturday Fries podcast. And you're listening to the Toys R Us Report.
1: Get ready for the Retro Marketplace. Okay, icy robots. This is your one chance. Show them what you got. RoboForce by Ideal.
0: So today is a brave new day. It's an all new beginning. We have a new segment here on the show. It's called the Retro Marketplace. What we hope to accomplish with the Marketplace is to take a look online and see what it's going to cost you in time and effort and money to reconnect with some of your favorite toys from back in the day. What we are going to uh, take a look at today is RoboForce. Max steals RoboForce by Ideal Toys out of Hollis, Queens, and later New Jersey. Can you believe that? There is actually something that might be, even though I'm not going to say they are as cool as Run DMC from Hollis, Queens. Ideal Toy actually invented the teddy bear. That's just a little side note. They're the company that came up with the teddy bear in 1907, and all... Later products were sort of built off the success of that one. Anyway, Max Steel is a 5-inch robotic toy with a suction cup base and a squeezing motion arms. His arms are, they're little pipes, and if you push on a lever in the back, they're plastic pipes, like bendy straws. Like the, like the joints on bendy straws. And if you squeeze on his back, this lever on his back, they come together and grab things. It's kind of cool. It's not really the coolest thing in the world, but it is a little cool. I've always been a fan of the line. I liked him as a kid. I only had a few, but I did like them. You could tell by my names, I... I do like robots. And I've always been a fan of robots. And he was one of the few robotic toys that I recall coming out when I was younger. I didn't, like, have the whole collection of Max Steel or anything. I did have one or two, maybe just one. I remember liking them from afar. They got a really big push. There was a lot of Max Steel commercials, and at one time there was talk of like a Max Steel cartoon. I'm not sure if it ever actually aired. I've seen it online. It's pretty easy to find. Just, you know, Max Steel RoboForce cartoon. It'll pop right up. They were just all up in your grill all the time. I don't really... We're going to look and see what they go for nowadays, and that'll give you an idea of how successful they may have been overall. Before we jump into that... Let's have a listen at one of these Roboforce commercials I just mentioned. Let me dig through the video cassettes over here, and away we go.
1: Hundreds of conquerors is about to attack, Max still the leader. Wrecker the Demolisher to the
0: rescue. Ideal's new Roboforce. Warrior Robots with Gripper bases and Crusher arms, each sold separately. Hundreds escaping. Okay in there. Okay, Dad! But we won't be safe till we're rid of Hundred. Hundred, the Conqueror, Max Steele, the Leader, Wrecker, the Demolisher, each sold separately. New from Ideal's Roboforce. Let me just pop this out here. That's a weird commercial, don't you think, with that Rod Serling guy? I wonder if kids knew... You know, I did know Rod Serling as a kid. The, the show was in... The Twilight Zone was in reruns and whatnot. So maybe that was a good idea at the time. I don't even know. The thing where they talk about the suction grip in the commercial, they have the figure stuck to the wall. And I don't think you can do that. I've tried a couple times, and he falls. And the height they have him at, if he fell as a kid, he's going to fall apart, and you're going to be super-duper-duper mad. They would do that all the time. Show you things that the toys could do and then couldn't do. Or more... More honestly, they would show you things the toys could do easily in the commercial, but could no way do in real life. Usually, like, stand up correctly or pose in certain ways. That's neither here nor there, though. We are going to talk a little more about RoboForce. I have almost an entire collection of RoboForce. I was on eBay one day, looking around. I wanted to get some because I always thought they had really cool uh, playability, and I had a young daughter, and I thought it would be neat to get her some vintage toys that she could actually play with, so I went online, and I started looking for Max Steel's RoboForce. This was a few years ago. Honestly, it's probably, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe? The prices haven't changed that much in the 10 years, though. There is not a high, uh, value of collectability in Robo-Force. So like I said, I was poking around the eBay looking for some Robo-Forces and I found a dude who had practically the entire thing. There may have been an accessory on the side here that he didn't have, maybe some of the hand weapons. Still though, this dude had pretty close to the whole thing. Including a boxed fortress, the boxed Robofort, aka the Fortress of Steel, the Command Patroller, most of the dudes, most of their weapons, all in the Fortress of Steel box for $39.99 shipped. Now, I know a thing or two about shipping, and that's a big box loaded with a lot of stuff, and I knew that that was not a good deal for the bro. Still though, I took it. I got it all home, and I was stoked. And I will say, she played with those for quite a long time, and... I still have most of them, a lot of the accessories are missing, some parts of the fortress of steel are missing, they're around the house somewhere, I will say, they are not missing, they are just not all together, but I still have them, and that 39 bucks turned out to be quite a bargain, here's the bad part, a few days later, the dude wrote me an email, and he was like, why didn't you give me positive feedback, and really, I was fully going to give him positive feedback, I just had not gotten around to it, but his letter went on with like, why didn't you give me positive feedback, I lost money on the deal, how could you take advantage of me, and blah, 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 blah. And needless to say, dude never got his positive feedback. He didn't get a negative, I'm not that type, but he did not ever get that positive he was so looking for. As somebody who does some eBay, I will say, fishing for positives is not the way to go. Here's the thing, the one deal that will always get you a positive is completely out of your control. It's shipping. Now this is all considering you describe the item properly and accurately, So that's really not an issue. The one thing that matters most is how fast they get it. And ultimately, that is out of your control. You can ship it out that day. You can get it out there as quick as humanly possible. And it might just not make it to where it's supposed to be in the time they think it will be. And you don't get that positive. So really, ship fast, accurately describe. Don't complain if you don't get it. Because really, the positive isn't yours, I have to say. A lot of people think that... You deserve a positive every time, and it might not be the case. It just might be that, for whatever reason, you don't get it. They don't want to give it to you. It's it's out of your hands. It's not something you were owed, something you deserve. It's just something that sometimes you do get, fortunately, more times than you get the other thing. I've never got negative feedback, and I'm going to knock on wood, even though I'm not the superstitious type, because what's it going to hurt? So let's take a little looky-poo on eBay right now and see what the going rate is for some various uh robo force items actually let's take a look at this videotape of another commercial i got before we get into that it'll be a nice little nice little segment break before we get into the dollars and donuts of the situation let me pop it in here all right let's go New Command Patroller, flagship of Max Steel's RoboForce. Max Steel the Leon and Sentinel the Protector, sold separately. Police drop
1: robot lift arm! RoboForce
0: the station!
1: We'll use the secret chamber to land trap! Command Patroller, attack!
0: The RoboForce Command Patroller comes with secret chambers and wheel-mounted pretend lasers. Robots sold separately, new from ID. Oops! Whoop, sorry, popped it out there a little bit too soon. Let's start off with the command patroller while we're at it. I'm looking right here on the eBay, and somebody's had one here for seventy-five bucks with free shipping. I'm thinking it'll be twelve, thirteen bucks a ship, so we're gonna say sixty bucks or so. He's ran it through twice, no luck. Somebody here has one for nineteen ninety-nine. It doesn't have the box, but it does have all the accessories. That one sold fifteen dollars shipping, so that's about thirty bucks, and. Here's a very, very nice example. It has a box, it has the comics, all the weapons, and you can get it for $39 with $16.50 priority shipping. That's pretty fair. It might fit, you know, I don't think it's going to fit into a large uh, flat rate box. So, they're probably, they're making out a little bit on the shipping. I think they're a little high. Still though, it has... Everything you'd want, and you can get it for all $39.99, $16.50 shipping. So we'll say $45. I'm going to call that the going rate. The next thing we are going to take a look at is the Fortress of Steel. The Fortress of Steel was the ultimate set for RoboForce. It's their, their home base, where they all lived, where the good guys lived. It's pretty cool. It folds up, and it also kind of doubles as a carrying case. It has little nooks and crannies and whatnot for the dudes to hide so online i'm looking at the ebay again here one just sold for $49 with um $15 shipping Eh, we'll call that fair with the packing and whatever so we're looking at 65 bucks for that somebody's been trying to get another one here $74.99 not selling $74.99 not selling we're going to call the going rate 55, that's affordable. somewhat right now, and by the time you hear this, it might even be gone, so who even knows? Somebody right now has a really nice set of it for $89.99 with a bunch of robots. I don't know if I would go for that. I'm going to say that there is actually no way I'm going to go for that. It- It's kind of saying each of the robots they have here is worth five to ten dollars, and I don't know if that's really the case in this situation. Now, that's not to say that a RoboForce dude isn't worth five to ten bucks because they fully are, but that is going to be with the accessories, with the decals on the whole kit and caboodle. If you want to get yourself one of these dudes in the box, it's fully affordable. I'm looking right now at New in-package, mint in-box, RoboForce Dudes for $15 in auction. Completed. We're talking completed solds, $14.99. That is not a bad little thing there. They're not going to be something that's going to go up in value for you because they're looking like the same as when I was into them 10 years ago. But they will look nice on your wall. They have really, really neat packaging. It has... Some nice art. I I would like to get one of these. I'm thinking I might jump in and bid here. Hold on. Let me... I'm going to jump into this auction. Well, hold on one sec. I am actually going to call Max Steel's RoboForce a bargain. I just bid on a couple. I bid 17 bucks on a set of two in the box. I'm not sure I'm going to get it. It just started... I kind of did it on an impulse. Just kind of like it would be fun to bid live on the show. So, who knows? I'll let you know how that turns out. I am going to call... Max steals RoboForce a grade A bargain from the very first inaugural retro marketplace.
1: Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. He won't be sorry for long. Up next, the Toys R Us report.
0: Hey man, I got to give it to you. Thanks for sticking in so long with the show. This is the final segment. You hung tough. You made it. You're like that cat in that poster that says, hang in there. You are going to make it. So this is the part where I tell you about the different things I saw at the Toys R Us and the different toy stores I hit around the Redwood Empire, as it were. As it were, again, this is Christmas, so I did not get to the Toys R Us, but I will tell you what I got Christmas was great this year we had the best time this was one of the first years we've held Christmas at my house and we had a great time my daughter had four or five of her friends over and they were playing Super Smash Bros on the big screen that was fantastic my parents were here my sister-in-law Margie and her buddy Fabricio came down from LA we were playing Buck Owens Christmas we were eating roast chickens It was a great time. I gave three different kids their very first taste of eggnog. Virgin eggnog, of course. But they got their first taste at my house while listening to Rockabilly Christmas Honky Tonk Records. So that was a good time. Let's take a look at what your boy, Icy Robots, got. First thing, I got a new microphone. I'm talking into it right now. And I will say it's really cool I dig it. That came from my old lady, and I want to give it up to her. I also got two G.I. Joe Creo sets. I leaned away for a second there. I got two of these G.I. Joe Creo sets. I got the Arashikage Dojo. It might be the Arasakage Dojo. And I also got the Outpost Defense. I'm holding it right here, the Outpost Defense. It's really neat. It has... Two Creons, Beachhead, and everybody's favorite, Storm Shadow. The Arashikage Dojo is also super great. It has tons of ninjas. It has the Baroness. It has Destro. It has a His Tank. It's fantastic. It's gigantic, too. I'm going to get my daughter to put it together. That was part of the deal. You can buy me the Creons and the Creos, but you got to assemble it because I'm just... I'm not even going to do it. I also got some, uh, reaction figures. And if you guys pay attention, you know I love reaction figures. I got some universal monsters. I got the Phantom of the Opera. I got Dracula. And also the Mummy. Now I'm only missing the Invisible Man to complete the set. I also got the Rocketeer. I'm not a big Rocketeer fan, but this is a really neat action figure. One of the cooler, maybe the coolest thing I got, except from a microphone, came from my bro, my little brother in Arizona. He sent me really cool funko plushes of my maybe my favorite band run dmc i got run and dmc they're both super cool they're both super cute i don't know where i'm going to display them i might keep them in their bags and hang them on the wall i might pull them out i'm not really that sure about it yet oh yeah yeah uh speaking of reaction figures my super faves the reactions I'm going to be loving it even more next year because they have signed a bunch of new licenses. Let me read off these. Some of these are great. They are going to continue Alien this season. They're going to have an Alien Queen. They have, and this is great, the A-Team. Oh my gosh, I got to get all those. They have Fifth Element, Tomorrowland. Is that that George Clooney movie that's coming out? There's going to be Rocky Horror Picture Show, V for Vendetta, Monsters. Here's another great one, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Got to get a Spicoli and Mr. Hand. E.T., here comes another great one. The Big Lebowski. How awesome is that? Every figure in that is great. Gotta get a Jackie Treehorn. Fight Club. Fight Club is great, too. I cannot wait for that. Big Trouble in Little China. And also, Scarface. This is also fan-flippantastic. I don't even know what to say. One that I would love to see, and if any of you dudes out there from the company are listening, I want some Steve Zizus. I want Steve Zizu. Oh, hey, I was watching Steve Zizu on TV the other day, the Wes Anderson movie, and at one point they show a little series of action figures they must have made off the Zizu team, and what was really needed is they are made from Fisher-Price Adventure People, the ones that came with the set that has the little submarine and the octopus. They took those guys, repainted them, made some Steve Zizous. Go look for that. I don't remember at what point in the movie, but just watch the whole thing again. It's great. Watch the whole thing and keep an eye out for those action figures. What else did I get? Oh, yeah, I got uh, the new issue of Fangoria. Did you know that Fangoria is back? If you don't know, you better know. You better know now. That's the sign out for the show, but we're not signing out just quite yet. So, I got the Fangoria episode number one, issue number one. It has Norm Reedus, aka Daryl from Walking Dead on the cover, and that's pretty cool. I want to support print media as much as I can, and I don't know if you know, but Fangoria used to publish Starlog, everybody's favorite magazine Starlog, so... A good reason to pick up that Fangoria is the hope that maybe, just maybe, they'll bring back Starlog in print form. Anyhow, guys, we're going to hit the road. We're going to get out of here. Thanks to everybody who helped out with the show. Thanks to Vic Sage. Thanks to, just, you know, just thanks to the world. Thanks for Christmas. Thanks for everything. Thanks to the Retro Junkies. You can find us out there on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Robots. you can find me at icrobots.com if you're looking for episodes of the show you can find it at our due, uh, new domain name rather world.com. that is right thegreatestpodcastintheworld.com will take you to all past episodes of the Toys of Us report so anyway we're out of here we're gonna hit the road if you don't know now you know